Hello gorgeous, I'm Kelly Ratney, and you're listening to The Power of a Woman's Pleasure, the podcast that teaches driven women like you how to live with more pleasure, intimacy, and presence. If you want to feel like a queen in the streets and a goddess in the sheets, then look no further. This show is for you. If you love this podcast, share it with your fellow queens and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Hello, gorgeous women, and welcome to episode four of The Power of a Woman's Pleasure. I am Kelly Ratney, your hostess with the mostess, guiding you into pleasure, peace, and epic presence. Um, However, today I'm actually going to be talking about something very unpleasurable, and it's uh, very reflective of what's going on in the world today. So like most of you, um, I woke up this morning this um to the awful news of the tragic school shooting in texas in the united states of america and was again completely devastated by this act of anger this act of rage that has caused harm to so many people and so i do want to touch on this today because um it is it is a reoccurring problem it is a huge problem And it is part of this like toxic, patriarchal, masculine energy that is leaving anger and rage unchecked. And that anger and rage turns into violence on epic scales. We're seeing it, of course, with the invasion of Ukraine by Russia. We're seeing it in these these acts of violent outbursts with gun violence. We see it in war. It looks like domestic violence. Um, verbal abuse, psychological abuse, financial abuse, and this really um, imbalanced shift. It's really imbalanced um, reality that we live in of, you know, immense, immense, unchecked rage and privilege to this immense like humility and and lack of privilege or lack of access to opportunities. And this is not new, of course, unfortunately, this is a story that's been going on for thousands and thousands of years. And uh, firstly, I just, you know, I, I can't, there are no words. I mean, honestly, there are no words to say to the families um, that are grieving in Texas, to the women in America that are grieving and fearing for the rights around their own bodies, to these you know, atrocities that are happening all over the world in different countries. And, and, you know, it always seems to be the most vulnerable, doesn't it? The spoils of war, the spoils of violence are always women and children. And I, for one, would love, love, love to see a day where we aren't even having to have these conversations because the problem doesn't exist. And the problem that I'm really referring to is an imbalance in energies um, beyond other things. But the imbalance in energies and also the lack of safe spaces for people to express anger, to understand their emotions, uh, the lack of education around it, the lack of awareness around it. You know, I often I have a lot of incredible girlfriends that um, are parenting coaches and they, you know, they work with emotional intelligence in children and, and helping parents be in that space with their children. And I, you know, we joke and it's, and it's not a joke as in funny, but you think about all the incredibly useless bits of information that you pick up in school, like just absolutely useless things that I've never learned um, or never used, pardon me, that I've learned, that I had to memorize, that I was graded on, that I failed, that I was made to feel stupid. And 
you think about the majority of us with all these like facts and figures that are stuck in our head that have absolutely no purpose. But the things that we really, really needed to understand was, you know, emotional regulation, what we do with our emotions, how do we turn anger into something that can be a peaceful thing, like something that we honor and recognize rather than something that makes us go out and buy a gun and shoot a school or shoot people or wage war or rape and pillage, um, all of those things. So when we are in the state that we are in right now, it can feel a little bit hopeless because it seems like everywhere you look at the moment, we're being presented with the, you know, I will use the word evil because I think that's probably the most um, easy to wrap our heads around. You know, we're seeing these immense displays of evil, these immense displays of hatred, this anger that is so violent that it becomes an outward expression that hurts and harms others. And when we are in this space, it, it really can feel like, Oh my God, is there no end? Like, is it every single time I'm going to, you know, I don't watch the news a lot. I, I don't want, I actually don't watch the news at all, but I am aware of what's happening in the world because I do think that's important. Um, but it can feel a little bit like, Oh my God, is there ever going to be a day that I don't, you know, check in on this and something awful hasn't happened in the world? Like, is there going to be a day where women's bodies are just their own? You know, is there going to be a day when all women all over the world are free and liberated from regimes and dogma and fear and violence? Is there going to be a day where people can live in harmony, honoring and respecting each other's differences, acknowledging that perhaps they don't like each other, which is totally okay. We're not going to like everyone and not everyone's going to like us, but that, that, that dislike doesn't turn into hate, doesn't turn into anger, doesn't turn into rage and doesn't then for turn into violence. And it seems to me, um, you know, from an energetic perspective that we are in this, like this pressure cooker and we are being shown on a very, very intense, very, very, um, uh, condensed, um, you know, space, what actually happens when our energy is so, so out of balance. And so what I'm really talking about here also is the balance of feminine and masculine energy. So feminine energy and masculine energy exists when all within all of us it has nothing, <clears throat> pardon me, nothing to do with sexual orientation or sexual preference. And you can look that up on Google. I'm not going to go too far into feminine and masculine energy just because that's not really the purpose of what I want to say today. But when we are in an imbalance of masculine energy, which has a striving, you know, masculine energy is very linear. So it, it, it's like a straight line. If you can imagine that it's a straight line going from A to B, B to C, C to D, so on and so forth. When we are in very masculine energy. And there's a purpose for both, by the way, like masculine energy does not need to be toxic. Masculine energy does not need to turn into um, unchecked anger and outbursts of rage, which turn into violence. What we're talking about there is the toxicity of being stuck in the masculine energy. So when we're stuck in that space, there's no room for reflection and there's no room for pause. And what do I mean by that? 
when you have masculine energy that's very linear and it's in a trajectory, like it's moving forward all the time, we don't have an opportunity to look back upon something with new wisdom, right? So you're going through life, you're doing all the things, things are happening to you. So, you know, you get bullied, you perhaps have parents that were less than nurturing, perhaps there was violence in your home, perhaps you were assaulted, you were raped, you have trauma um, set into your energetic self throughout your childhood, throughout your teens, early adulthood, so on and so forth. When we are stuck going after our lives, we're always moving through our lives, right? And that's the masculine energy of success, right? Success is very much sold to us in this idea that it's like, okay, you get up in the morning, you do these things all day long, you get to the end of your day, you sleep, you repeat, and you go through your life like that, right? When we're in that state, we are, of course, we're learning, right? We're learning every day, even if you're stuck in masculine energy, you're still learning. The challenge, though, is when we're stuck in masculine energy, and we're always pushing, 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 and going forward, forward, forward. When we're learning, what we don't have the opportunity to do is gain wisdom, because there's no opportunity to reflect. So if you can imagine masculine energy as a straight line, like if you took a piece of paper right now, and you drew out a straight line, that is the representation in very basic terms of masculine energy. Feminine energy, on the other hand, is what is called as cyclical energy, which means it has cycles. So if you think about just the physiological aspect of feminine, right? So we're talking about um, someone who's born as a woman. We are in a cycle all the time, right? It shows up as your menstrual cycle. It shows up in different phases of your lifespan cycle in terms of menopause, perimenopause, postmenopausal. So feminine energy by nature is cyclical. Mother nature is a perfect representation of feminine energy. There's a cycle to everything. It looks like seasons. It looks like new growth, growth, death, growth, right? Like the plant, you know what I mean? So you have like the new seed, it grows into a beautiful shrub, the shrub eventually dies off, returns back to Mother Earth in its death, and then is reborn and grows again. The same with your menstrual cycle, right? You have this buildup of tissue and cells in the uterus that are designed to welcome a fertilized egg. And when that doesn't, so that's the, the, you know, the, the growth. And if a fertilized egg arrives in this lovely lined uterus, then there is a pregnancy. And if the fertilized egg does not arrive, then there's a death. And I mean that with a lot of love and reverence for pregnancy loss, but you lose that uteral lining, right? Because there's no fertilized egg. So the uteral lining has no purpose. So feminine energy is cyclical. So now if you go back to the drawing, if you did it, you don't have to, you can draw it in a straight line in the air with your fingers. And you see that masculine energy is a straight line. And now you're going to draw feminine energy and you can draw feminine energy right on top just to give you a really good visual and feminine energy is like loops. So you put your pen down or put your finger in the air and you loop around and you move forward in that way. So you can see with this cyclical energy, that is the feminine energy, you're always revisiting something. Again, you move forward, you revisit something from the past, you move forward, you revisit something from the past, you move forward, you revisit something from the past, you're not stuck in a circle, 
over and over and over in the same thing because you are gaining wisdom. You are learning. So when you're learning, you're in that moving forward phase. When you're gaining wisdom, you're in that cycle backwards, right? And you move forward and cycle back, move forward, cycle back, move forward, cycle back. So we're, when we're in that space, we have the opportunity to reflect on things. We have the opportunity to gain wisdom and wisdom is the ability for us to truly know ourselves, to really understand our behavior, to really see who we are, the challenges that we have. And we also though gain tools to be able to move through those challenges. When we are in that linear energy of masculinity, there is no opportunity for that. And I believe that this is where we end up with unchecked anger, because we don't know we're angry in the first place, we might feel angry, we might feel like we lose our tempers, we might be, you know, anxious, we might do dealing with depression. However, we don't have enough wisdom to see um, how truly toxic that is. And when we are dealing with uh, an individual that is in this like toxic masculine state, for the most part, they are able to eventually come out of that. However, as we're seeing all over the world, there are thousands and thousands and thousands of people that haven't quite been able to figure that out. And we have to really wonder why that is. You know, we have to wonder why this anger is going so unnoticed and so unchecked that it turns into this rage and this outburst of violence. And for me, it's a reflection of an energetic collective of how much anger and rage and shame all exists together. And for those of you that are familiar with my work and my teachings, I do teach a lot about like the source of all anger is actually shame. Right. And I believe that Brene Brown also touches on that, that realistically at the end of the day, shame is running the show. And so when we look at the idea of the patriarchy, like what's been sold to us as acceptable as the model of how things go, right? And the patriarchy is like the denomination and ownership over, in this particular case, it's over women, but it can be over anything. It can be over a, a class of people. It can be over a religion. It can be over a race of people, as we saw, like in slavery and colonialism. And when we have been buying into that, right? Like when we have been eating that and drinking that Kool-Aid for so, so long, we don't see how out of balance we actually are. And when we're in that state of out of balance for the majority of people, it looks like um, excessive self-criticism. This can show up as lack of boundaries, lack of self-care, right? If you, for most, like I work mostly with women, a select few men, of course, if they are uh, ready for the kind of work that I do. But when we are stuck in this linear toxic masculine soup that we're all pretty much stuck in, and we don't have the tools or the awareness or the wisdom to tap into our feminine energy and begin using it for our own benefit and the benefit of the collective as a whole, what we end up seeing are things like anxiety, depression, eating disorders, sexual dysfunction in both men and women, self-criticism, self-loathing, self-harm practices, um, you know, 
poor choices around like our sexual behavior. And I don't mean like having too many sexual partners, like, or being a slut, like none of those things exist for me. However, when we are engaging in sexuality, if we don't have a very healthy balance around our feminine and masculine energy, we are engaging in sex for all the wrong reasons, right? We're looking for something to complete us. We're filling out, we're trying to find something in somebody else. And one of the easiest ways to do that in all honesty is, is through sex because it's pretty instant, right? It's, it's a pretty instant um, connection, quote unquote connection, um, and usually lacks intimacy if we're in that masculine state. So when we have shame, which we all do, right? And shame and guilt, as I spoke about in the last episode, shame is when we believe that something is so wrong with us, right? Like something is so wrong with us that we don't deserve XYZ, that that there's something so wrong with us that that's why we behave the way that we behave. There's something so wrong with us. That's why we can't succeed in our relationships. That's why we can't succeed in our careers. That's why we are too fat, are too thin, have wrinkles, don't have wrinkles, have small boobs, have big boobs. Like there's something so wrong with us that, you know, we don't fit the mold for society. Whereas guilt is feeling, you know, badly about something in a, in a situation, you know, like we, we could talk about, um, you know, feeling guilty that you're not spending enough time with, you know, your girlfriends because you've got a lot of work stuff going on. So you're not, you don't feel shame around that. You don't believe that something's wrong with you. You're just feeling, you know, you're just feeling a bit bad that you're not able to show up for them the way that you want to. So when we look at the idea of man, and I'm going to use this like specifically in the terminology around like, um, sexual orientation. So when we look at like the idea of man, and we look at the inability for men to um, have safe spaces to express themselves. When we look at the toxic narrative around what man is supposed to be, you know, rape, pillage, own, you know, be rich, uh, be confident, um, you know, don't cry, don't, don't, don't act hurt, like stand up, suck it up, grow some balls, like all this terminology around, you know, young boys and look like women, we have, we have our own narrative too, but I'm speaking specifically to men right now. Um, because it is, it's a, it's a, it's a toxic soup out there for you all. And so, um, you know, you're all seen, you're all heard for those of us that are willing to do that and able to hold space for it. So those of you, the men that are doing the work, hats off to you. Um, and, you know, when you grow up with that kind of language and, and depending on like your home environment, you know, the, the toxic language around, you know, that your father uses or that even your mother uses around being a boy versus being a girl and these, these cultural norms, it can be really, really challenging to see yourself in any other way, right? So if you were never allowed to cry as a child, if you were never allowed to be hurt, if you were never allowed to be scared, um, you know, if you witnessed, you know, your father crying and, and your mother felt uncomfortable, like there creates all these storylines for you that like your emotions are not allowed and they're not welcome. And what happens then is we become so armored up, right? We become so armored up that nothing gets in, 
right? Because we don't want things to come in. You know, if you're a man, and women too, like women, there's a whole thing about de-armoring and I will do an episode on that, not today. But when you are um, so armored up that you're not allowing anything in because you don't want to feel pain, right? You don't want to feel those emotions that make you cry. You don't want to feel that physical stuff that makes you cry. You don't want to feel anger. You don't want to feel any of those. I mean, anger though in boys is like, is so encouraged. You know, it's, it's so, so encouraged. I actually have a really hard time with the father of my children around things like this, like these, like these toxic stereotypes. Um, and it's something that, you know, I don't know for him and his culture, that's how he grew up, not being allowed to cry, not being allowed to have emotions, not being allowed to be overly excited about things, not being allowed to be feminine, you know, whatever that means, like not being allowed to act like a pussy, right? We've all heard that before. And so when our children witness that and they become so armored that they don't want anything to come in to their physical, emotional, mental, spiritual self, they also don't allow anything out, right? We, we can't pick and choose how that works. Like we can't say, oh, I don't want to receive this, 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 and this, essentially, as soon as we start doing that, we're not receiving anything. And this includes love, right? Like this absolutely includes love. And so the other coin or the other side to that is that when we're so armored up, because we don't want to receive anything, we also can't let anything go. Right? It's it they it's a reciprocal relationship. So whatever you're avoiding, you're also holding on to. So when we are in that state, and we're cruising along this very linear trajectory of energy and we're not cyclical and we don't have the opportunity to reflect, we're just carrying it around with us. Right. And then you add on top of that, the availability to something like a gun, right? Like one of the most terrifying things probably ever created just because of the damage it can do in such a short period of time. Right. So now we're, we have all these, men and these, these women too, but let's be honest, the violence that we're seeing right now, it's not really women, right? It's not women showing up in the news, massacring a school or a grocery store. Not saying that that's not possible. It's just not the norm. Unfortunately, this, this male rage is, is all too normal. So now we have these young men that have no concept of how to emotionally regulate themselves. They have no concept of softening. They have no concept of vulnerability, of empathy, of compassion. And all they have is rage and shame and anger. And it's like putting it into a pressure cooker. And then they don't have anywhere to unleash that, you know, and it's really interesting in all the work that I did in all the years that I was in prostitution there was a number of men that felt, you know, physically like they weren't capable, right? That has a lot to do with just like modern, modern living, right? Like you get up in the morning, you go get your coffee, you sit down, you watch the news, you get showered, you get dressed, you get in your car, you drive to work, you sit at a desk all day, blah, 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 blah. So they didn't have this, not all men, most men that are Uh, you know, if you're physically inactive, and you just like have no concept of your physical body, it can be really, really challenging, like you just don't feel capable, subconsciously, 
like consciously they might think that they're doing okay but subconsciously if they're not physically active and they're not exerting that masculine energy in that way you know burning it off right it just builds up builds up builds up builds up so now you have young men not men just in general who have no emotional intelligence they have no idea how to regulate their emotions they don't feel physically adequate because they're not warriors like there's not that spirit inside of them there's not even the physical ability for that and this is not a judgment at all like this is with a lot of love we used to own a gym and it always shocked me how many young men would come in and they couldn't do a push-up you know and again this is not a judgment like push-ups are hard as fuck but like if you cannot get yourself off the floor how are you supposed to defend right and that's very masculine in nature the defender and the pillager they exist together right it's the duality in all of us the defender and the pillager right so you can be both violent and defensive at the same time in the same person so you have these men they do not feel physically adequate you know they're growing up watching porn so they don't have a true sense of intimacy right they're just fucking you know they're just following through the motions they have no concept of like the woman's body or the woman's need women don't know how to communicate that because we don't have a concept of our own bodies our own needs and then you throw them off into the world and tell them that they need to be confident and they need to be this and they need to be that and they need to be strong and blah 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 and the whole world could be falling down around them and they have nowhere to turn you know and they have nowhere to go they have no place to put that grief that shame that anger that rage and they don't even believe or understand how capable they are you know how capable they are of, of transformation how capable they are of of physical presence how capable they are of peace within themselves like they just have no concept of it and then you make guns easily accessible and then you allow video games like do you guys all remember um oh my god what was it it's that video game i'm i'm totally blanking sorry ladies and gentlemen but my brain is just gone um where it was like you stole cars and you beat up girls and you blah 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 oh my god this is gonna kill me i just have to look it up on google as i'm still talking to you um but i remember like i remember that video game coming out and i was shocked because like my parents are intelligent people and they bought that game for my brother who was like mild-mannered and lovely and really peaceful sorry i'm just looking this up because it's going to drive me absolutely insane grand theft auto there sorry everyone <laughs> that like grand theft auto you know i just remember that i remember thinking like these are my parents my mother is a teacher my father is a businessman my brother has like not a violent bone in his body like he's so calm and such a peaceful person and then all of a sudden i just remember this video game being present in our house and thinking like this is kind of fucked up right like that you're gonna sit down as a i don't know how my old my brother was he was probably i don't know 11 12 something like that i think i still lived at home i must have still lived at home obviously so it must have been when he was about 11 or 12 years old and he's gonna sit down in his like you know middle class upper middle class white neighborhood on his lazy boy pull out couch situation and steal cars and beat women up like on a video game and then he's gonna go like over to his friend's house or we're just gonna like all sit down and eat dinner together do you know what I mean so 
the monetization on violence is huge. You know, every movie, like I, I do not, I will tell you this right now. I do not watch movies with violence in it anymore. I can't even stomach it. I cannot stomach it. I don't watch shows. Um, you know, we have people like Eminem, you know, made millions of dollars, became a hit talking about beating up his girlfriend and tying her in the trunk of the car and driving her around right to scare her. And we, we, do we see this as like, so normal. It's just a song. It's just a song. It's just a story. It's just a story. And it's a story that's true though. And all stories have truth to them, right? Like, don't get me wrong. I love hip hop, but I'm very mindful of the hip hop I listen to now. But I remember that. I remember when Eminem released that album, whatever the fuck that album is called. I don't even care. And people were like singing it with their kids. And I just thought like, this is some fucked up shit. Right? So we have this toxic cocktail of shame, rage, anger, men that feel demasculinated, men that have a poor concept of what it means to be a man, men that have no idea what the sacred masculine actually is. Right? And so they're, they're walking around hopped up on violence, hopped up on shame, hopped up on rage. And then we give them access to the deadliest weapon that they could possibly access. And we, we are continuously in this state of surprise that these things are still happening. So today, you know, it's, it's not a very pleasurable um, podcast and that's a reality, right? Like without being able to lean into sadness, without being able to lean into grief, without being able to allow those things to come, like whatever we suppress, we suppress all around. So if you're someone who believes that like, oh, we just have to be positive. We just have to be positive. That's just, you're not doing yourself any favors, right? Like sometimes things are shitty. And I will tell you right now, looking out at the state of the world, it it's pretty shitty. Like, I don't even know what could possibly get shittier than this. Like, I'm sure someone will figure it out for us because there is always going to be uh, this imbalance. It will always exist until enough people honor and recognize the truth of our, our beautiful duality, our ability to be both vulnerable and strong, to be both brave and scared, to be both loving and fierce, that one cannot exist without the other. And as long as we're continuously denying our own shame, our own anger, our own rage, we, sub, we, you know, we energetically fuel that as a collective and look like I'm not blaming you for what is happening in the world. That's not at all what I'm doing. However, we always are given this opportunity to look and see what it is that we're doing in our own lives that is contributing to, you know, perhaps violence in our words, you know, certainly not violence going and shooting up a school, obviously, or waging war, but perhaps you're still waging war on yourself. You know, perhaps you're still on that trajectory of masculine energy that has become toxic for you. And you're not in a place of deep compassion for yourself, deep reverence for yourself, deep love for yourself. And that's okay. Like, that's okay. None of us are there all the time. However, it really is up to us to start 
having a clearer understanding of what's available to us when we balance and bring into harmony our feminine and masculine energy, you know, letting go of the fear that if we come off of this trajectory and this track that we will somehow become irrelevant or less successful or less effective or, you know, whatever the storyline is for you. And I think that the reality is that if we don't start doing things for ourselves in a really, really powerful way, we're going to be dealing with more and more and more of this because it just is going to bleed out from us onto our children, onto our family members and not on purpose. It's not, you're not an asshole. It's just that it can be scary to think about doing this kind of work. It can be really, really scary to look at the state of the world and be honest with ourselves and say like, okay, what part in this do I play? You know? Yeah, for sure. You don't have a gun and you're not going to shoot up a school. Like that's probably not going to be something that you do. However, are you still violent towards yourself and your thoughts around not being good enough? Are you still punishing yourself for something you ate? And you might not see the correlation. And that might sound actually like a little bit intense and a bit much, but the reality is like you have a sacred responsibility to yourself first and foremost. And I really believe that especially coming from like North American culture where we're very individualistic, we do need to start honoring and recognizing that we have a sacred responsibility to others as well. That it's not just like all about me and what I need and what I'm doing. Um, you know, here in Thailand, like most Asian countries or Southeast Asian countries, also African countries, um, it's more collective. Like It's a more collective community, meaning that there's more awareness around the actions and reactions um, that you have, have a ripple effect, not just on you, um, but your family and then your community and then your country. And when we look at this like very individualistic way of living, which is also very masculine, right? It's, it's not as inclusive. Um, you know, it's not as inclusive. And when we don't feel included, um, that's when we can really lead, like that can also lead to shame, right? We've, I've talked about that a lot, um, in my courses with people and my work with people also probably here and in my videos about the fear of rejection and how real that is. And also stems from shame, right? Like basically everything boils down to shame. So when we're looking at the events of the world, you can begin to understand like how much shame is wefted and sewn into our collective stories, whether this is religion, whether this is culture, families, your individual narrative going on in your head. And until we move ourselves out of this very linear way of living and into a more cyclical, gentle way of living, we are always going to be carrying that shame forward. And that shame becomes generational. And what we're seeing now, of course, is generational shame turned into generational anger, which is turning into generational violence, which is not the norm um, that we want to live in, nor is it the norm that we should be living in. So My wish for all of you is that 
you begin the process within yourself first. And you look to see where do you have shame that has left itself to fester into anger, which is now moving dangerously into rage. And again, not because you're going to go and act out in violence, but because it's time. It's time that love becomes the norm. It's time that sovereignty is available to all of us. It's time that these old regimes and these old narratives that somehow there's something so wrong with us that we're not good enough that we were made in the likeness of God, but how dare we claim ourselves as that? It's time that those things become undone. And my wish for the the families grieving, my wish for all of you that are feeling fearful, my wish for every woman and child is that these stories become a thing of the past and they will be looked upon in history books and they will be frowned upon and people in the future will wonder how this ever came to this place and that we will heal from the traumas that we have experienced and that we will carry that healing backwards through the generations and forwards into the future for all of us so that love becomes the norm that peace is available to us and that people are deeply present within themselves so as always i am standing with you in love and power immense gratitude for you being here i look forward to seeing you next week on the power of a woman's pleasure goodbye thank you so much for being with me today if you love this episode of the power of a woman's pleasure i would love for you to do me a favor please share this episode with a friend or onto your social media platforms Give me a five-star rating and write a review so more fabulous women can find this podcast and get turned back on to their pleasure, become the queen in the streets, the goddess in the sheets that they all are longing to be. I'm sending you so much love and I will see you next week on The Power of a Woman's Pleasure. Pleasure.